Hi, welcome to Stammer Stories. My name is William Levin and I'm your host and founder of this podcast. In this podcast, we talk about stammering from all perspectives. I'll be talking to people who stammer, people who work in the stammering field and people who have, who have a general interest in the topic. So in today's episode, I am joined by someone who reached out to me from social media and he's actually one the youngest guest that we've had on my podcast so far which is absolutely amazing that he's coming forward to share his story about having his dad, but also his thoughts and perspective. And he also has a, pod bar, a podcast too. So Edward, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So can you in, 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 in introduce yourself and tell the viewers what you do? So um, I'm a school stu- stu- student. Um, I'm in year nine. Um, and I'm just a, to be honest, a normal kid, um, and I'm just a normal boy that heads that heads to school, plays a bit of football, um, and I do a podcast too to kind of share, um, kind of the the awareness about stammering and to kind of show people that it's okay um, to to put yourself out there and show people my age my journey um through my podcast and just to try and help people amazing and it is so lovely to see well it's great to see that people like you at your age are raising awareness because it's sort of your prime stage like be raising awareness because you're helping the new generation of people understand because i one of the things that I'm doing, what I'm doing now, is that when I was your age, I didn't really have a role model of someone who stammers, because most of the stammering role models are more in the past rather than the present. And I think it's so key to have a present role model who you can look up to, but also at different stages of your life's journey. And what you're doing with the podcast is great, but also to inspire young people that you should just embrace everything in life and and you should never let it hold you back. So as you've mentioned, you stammer and I'd love to talk to you about your stammer. When did you first realise that you had one and how how was it at at a young age? So I I was on holiday um, in Spain um, at the time, so I was about five or six um, years old. And I remember I just started to, like, I couldn't really say a word at that stage. Like, I was really finding it hard to really put out my words. And um, I have videos of it now, of me trying to talk, but me kind of go, or la, la, la. And back then, I didn't really care because because you're five or six, you're young, you just want to go to school, have fun. And it's fine at that age. So that's when I first realised I had it. Um, and like I didn't really mind back then, um, but yeah, about six years old to me. Yeah. Well, and when when you were at that age, did your parents? Who was it who first noticed? Was was it like your parents who noticed it, or like did you, or, or did it both sort of were you sort of aware of it as well as your parents being aware of it? Yeah, to be honest, I'm quite intelligent in that way. Like I kind of knew that. I'm kind of finding it hard to talk here. Like I kind of knew that from that age, but I think my parents were the first people that started to be aware of it and started to kind of like check on me in school. And I think they told my teachers in school, like he's having some problems with the speech. 
So just to let you know, but it wasn't, again, at that age, I didn't really care like too much about it. Like I didn't really care less, um, to be honest. So I think it was probably my parents, but I kind of knew from the age of six that I, that I have a problem with my speech. Wow, and like, it's kind of similar to me, but from another aspect. So I was very delayed in my first words. And when I first went to speech therapy, my parent, well, the medical said to my parents that I wouldn't be able to, to speak fluently until I was seven or eight years old. And at that stage, it's a kid's prime stage. Like in, like in school, like you're meeting your friends and like, it, it's very different having a childhood, as you will know, where kids want to speak their mind like kids have these creative ideas that we all want to say are crazy ideas however it's different for a person with a kid of a stomach because we have to think at such a young age from another perspective like because we'll cover it more later over the bullying aspect of stammering which we've all experienced in our and especially at a younger age as well but as i mentioned at the start you're the youngest guest I've had on the podcast and I've had people of all ages come on and it's been interesting how long some have got their stammer like I had Ebbles his stammer only came in from his 40s at your age and he had no idea that he had a stammer however I've had some guests where they've had the same experience as me and and you know they studied early on but also I've had guests who don't stammer at all does hear the perspective and it just shows how stammering is different at every age. And I think, but it also proves that it doesn't go away. And I think lots of people think that, oh, it will go, go away when you get older or a stammer never goes away. It may get better. They may stammer once, twice, but it never goes away. And I think, and especially from some of the stammer perspective, if you're struggling with your stammer, there is sadly no cure for stammering because it's our voice. And I think that's the biggest misconception around the topic is which you'll know about at your age as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think for me, it's just about, like, I think for like a year now, I've just had to kind of accept that this is what I have and I will live with this for the rest of my life. But what I can't do is let this control my life. And yeah. I just got to go out and show people that you, you, you can like be what you want in life. Like I want to be a um, manager for, for Manchester United, but that won't stop me. This won't stop me from doing that because I know that I can do it. And you just got to chase your dreams. Like, and I think it's only been like a, like a year now that I started to accept that this is a problem that I have because before it was kind of like an attack on me like why do I have this why can't I talk like him or her but now it's just like a tear let's just help people and try to do the best of what I have amazing and it's and that's exactly what I had when I went to Michael Palin Centre was I realised that actually this is me and it makes me who I am and I, I wouldn't be another person without it. Because I, I can't hide my stomach because I wouldn't be showing my true self. What was your turning point? What did you have a certain situation where you realise? Like, because it's very mature to have that realisation at your age already. Because it took me 16 or 17 when I first realised that I had that 
four. So at your age, because you're 14, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So what was your turning point from your mindset of like, this is me? For me, it was in primary school in probably year six. Um, I got a bit of picked on in year six, a tiny bit because of it at times. I remember a few times, even in like two years ago, in like classrooms and schools when they would ask me to say my name and I couldn't say my name. And this is a problem with me. Like I can't say my name and I can't say the E word and it got me really anxious and I had to, it, it was it was like I was hiding this problem. I was hiding it and it was in my chest all the time. And I didn't tell anyone about it. No one about it. I didn't tell my coach, didn't tell my teachers, no one, no one. And I was fed up of trying to hide something that is me. It's, um, it's like trying to hide your eye or your ear because that's you. So my speech, that is me and that's who I am. So why am I trying to hide it? And why don't I just show people who I am and from that, then for me showing people who I am, then it will probably benefit the other people that do have it. And for me, that was probably the main aim. And that was the turning point when I just had that literally one night, I just said to myself, I'm fed up and I want to show people who I really am. Wow. And so I had speech therapy for the first 10 years of my life. And then it went for a gap before I went from a companion center. Did you have speech therapy growing up or do you have therapy now? Um, because I do now, um, but from the ages of six to about nine, no. So it was probably about in year four or five when I first, when I was eight or nine, when I first had it. And I only had it in um, year four for about six months. And then I um, end, ended it because I thought it was fine now. Like I just leave it and I didn't I didn't really care then it started to get really bad again in about year six so that's when I was a year six so I, so I started doing it again uh, but that person that did it then was telling me the wrong things to be honest with you it was telling me to hold things back too much and I didn't really really get the appreciation of her so I changed again and I didn't do it for the next two years then and that's when I then there was a two-year period where it was really bad um, and I just and I told my mum and I was literally crying one night and I just told my mum listen I need to have um, my speech therapist back and I need to find a new one and I've won now probably the last year and she's amazing she's absolutely amazing um, and she's helped me throughout this process and she's really improved my speech and just made me more confident and to be honest it's like having me there sat with her um, it's just incredible Oh, that's absolutely amazing. Like, it makes such a big difference, like, how, how effective a, a speech therapist can do, and, like, how, how amazing they are. Like, they are really the, the hidden community. Like, they are the hidden therapist, because, like, it's... But I've found fascinating, fascinating is, like, how some techniques may work for me, but I know that they may not work for you because my techniques are more suited for a working environment. However yours may be more for suited for a school environment compared to mine but I think it may make such a big difference to everyone's lives but also it's very hard like because of that reason like you you could give the same recipe to five different people and that and most five people would do it every one of those five different recipes will come out in a completely different way because everyone has their own way of doing things so they all have their own way of processing information 
like I'm a very methodical thinker so I like having things laid out and I like having things where I can go to it straight away so I like having a quick progression that I'm like this is something that I can tailor within seconds if I need to however I know that some people do a softer start like they but I find that I want to be as open and that front with my stomach so I try and show it as much as I can but also whilst using techniques it's not too much of a whoa or but it's more of a okay he's standing but he's working through it and it was fascinating and I don't know if I've actually mentioned this I I did a news interview on GB News a few months ago and it was my second ever live studio recording which is terrifying like I've done many like zoom interviews and like in person you don't know what the present presenters are going to say and I remember sitting next to them they I had been on before talking about my stammer and I was talking about about my stammer again and afterwards we, we presented when that was absolutely fascinating because I could see you in your brain so I could see your mind using me techniques mm-hmm. and I found that fascinating because I'm like how obvious is it but also how can certain people tell if I'm using techniques and he was like it, it was amazing seeing you use your techniques as as you go oh yeah yeah I think that just um Take techniques help and I think what you mentioned there about what works for you best and I think that's the key and I think I think my old one um she told me to um to kind of find words that would replace the words that I wanted to say so she was trying to make me to kind of think about words that would replace but I now have um my speech therapist that tells me to just say what I want to say and if I do stammer then it's fine and it's not a problem you should be afraid to be the person that who you are and that's just and that's just a rule now that I set myself just say what you want to say I think think that's cool yeah for sure and I think it's something that you will feel much better once you announce it because by the time this episode has gone out I for the viewers I'm I'm doing a TEDx talk on my stat and it's called my stammer is my superpower to show that I've got a stammer and it is okay and it makes me who I am and it's very exciting to share this opportunity on such a big stage but just to show that why should you let it hold you back was like you can achieve so much and most of the time it is mind games in your brain telling you you can't do this because because you have a stammer no you can do it and guaranteed you'll put in more effort than anyone else who are doing that thing as you like you're guaranteed to have a most well presented speech compared to all the other people around you because you know that you want to work your socks off but also you know that feel good serotonin after and the adrenaline but it will give you that nothing beats the adrenaline or when you've accomplished something like your stammer's told you that you can't do it. Like your stammer mm-hmm. is basically like those cartoons, you know, like those cartoons like they have the devil yeah. and the angel. That is what it's like having a stammer. Like, God, your stammer going, don't be so stupid. You can't do a TED talk. When I've got the angel going, you can do it. So it's sort of like finding the oh, middle. Oh, the middle yeah. Map. Yeah. And I think now's the problem with me. 
doing my podcast is like, what are you doing doing a podcast? Because you're not like him because you can't talk like him. And it was the same thing going ahead. What are people going to say? You know, who's um, who's this podcast kid trying to raise for this awareness thing about this? And it was weird. But then on the other side of me was saying, who am I going to help here? Who a human? Who am I going to change your life of? Who am I going to reach out to that needs a bit of help? Because if I'm that kid, if I'm that 12-year-old kid that is lonely and needs some help with my speech, and I hear a 14-year-old kid, two years older than me, talk about his 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 experiences and how he's now doing this podcast to raise awareness, I'm feeling so happy and I'm feeling like if he does it, then I can do it. And for me, that's probably the biggest thing. It's not about what they think, it's about who are you going to help. And yeah. My God, you are absolutely amazing. Like, it's so, so good talking to you. Like, I'm absolutely loving this. You're just so inspiring. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> you're, you're doing amazing. So, sort of going from one extreme to the other, as we mentioned, Darren comes with bullying. And we all know that. And I think, sadly, people who don't stammer also know that. Could you tell me a time where you've struggled with your stammer, but how you overcame that situation? So I actually remember a time in class in um, year six, and we were learning about the adjectives and stuff. And I had to read out this um, word and I went ah, 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 and the whole class laughed and um, I remember that time when the whole class laughed and my teacher went guys please can we understand this and, I, and they're in year six so they're not going to know too much so I understand but at that stage I was feeling so low and at that stage I was actually getting um, bullied too by two of the boys in my class but that's but that's for another story um but um and I remember just leaving the classroom I just left and I went down to the counsellor and she's the most amazing person and I started crying um I started crying and I've and I've been through moments like that like I remember about eight eight months ago um I got moved to a new class in um the Arabic lesson and she asked me to say my name and I couldn't say my name I was going uh, and my breath was stuck and I had a few laughs and I was thinking and I was sweating, I was panicking and it's the worst moment because you're in front of 24 kids and you can't speak and it's and I get really emotional about it because it's it really tough and at that stage and at that stage I literally told my mum listen I can't do this and it's tough but you've just got to keep on going, you've got to believe in yourself, you've got to know that this is who you are and yeah. Wow. Oh, it is scary that I've had one of the worst things for me at school was like the class register because my name being William and when I was younger I could I could I couldn't really say my name W's were hard so like the whole class would just say their names like very snappy and then it would come to me and the whole room would just go silent and the worst thing is Um, sorry from that but um, uh, one of the kids told me he said do you not do you not know you know your name and when people tell you that and it's oh. like and it's kind of like well oh, I didn't and I, and I remember in actually um drama class it was again this year in um 
in about um, the start of the year. And we were going around the, um, the circle and she came to me to ask my name and I say my last name and not my first name, which is Lynch. And the whole class thought that I was being like the class com comedian. And she probably thought that too. Like, why am I saying not my first name? But there's two stories behind it. There's there's always two stories behind it. And I had to tell her after, listen, I just I couldn't say say my name. So I don't want you to think that I'm some kind of class clown, but I just can't, I just couldn't say Edward. And yeah, it's 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 hard. It is hard. No, I I I had the one of those exact moments. So it was for a job assessment day. And I now never stammer saying my name. It's very rare. When I'm nervous, maybe. And it was this job assessment day. And like you're in groups, so like sometimes there's a group task. And because of like it was a new assessor, it was like, oh, can you go around and then doing a bit about you? I stammered saying my name. And one of the other candidates was like, can't you even say your own? Why can't you say your own name? And then it got worse. And then he said, how will you get a job if you can't say your own name? And I was like, oh my. And then, so I saw the assessor, because they knew that I stammered. And I said, oh, actually, I do have a stammer. And actually, it helps motivate me. And so I saw the, yeah, the assessor look at him and just go, just write down straight away. And it didn't make me sad at all. It made me pump like my adrenaline was through like I've never had it since because I was like I want to get this job over that person so I am um, get uh, and I, the assessor like and then it was like a one-on-one -on -one chat and the assessor for me group tasks was like I've chosen you specifically because I wanted to talk to you talk to you about anything he said you handled that brilliant and you'll be glad to know that we're not putting him forward for anything because of how he treated you because that is not acceptable and the fact that he noticed that without me even saying anything but also the fact that he commended how you should do with it being a grown-up but the thing that I'm trying hard to comprehend now is that my stammering bullying experiencing at school was my god many years ago like over 15, 20 years ago. And that makes me sound very old when I'm only 24. But like, you're having this within the last few years. And like, it just shows how like society hasn't really changed as much. Because like, you're 14 and like, you're still getting bullied because of your stammer. And that's in now, 2022. Like, things aren't really changing. And it must be tough. It is, but the thing is, I think the perspective around it needs to change, and that's what I'm trying to do now. And I think people think that I'm doing my podcast to be cocky because I have a winner's mindset, or I'm this podcaster that interviews pro players of football or something like that. But my podcast is not for me. It's to raise awareness yeah. something, and that's what people... So when people joke about me and my podcast and stuff, but you're joking around the wrong thing because I'm not nothing to do with the podcast. The podcast, the main aim is to raise awareness that because I have a um, stammer or a learning disability, and for people that have that in life, that you can do something, and whatever people say, that doesn't matter because you can do it. 
And for me, that was the main aim. And I've had quite a lot of people um, reach out to me saying, this has helped me, so I want to thank you so much. But then there's people that have told me, like, you're an idiot and like, you, like you're just trying to show off and stuff. But I'm not trying to show off, I'm just, I'm just trying to help that one person that needs it. Because 12 year old me is saying, I need help here and I'm going to help that 12 year old me. And this is what I'm doing now. And I like that is my motto for like maybe like the thing is is that the stigma needs de- destigmatizing so much like there's so much stigma around the topic of stammering and like there's so many things like so many stigmas like when you think of someone who stammers you think of a severe stammer like you don't really expect a stammer like mine or yours like it's more but also the before that over 20% of Brits think it's okay to make fun of someone with a stammer that is not okay but also the fact that the thing that I find tough is that it's not really a like a so it's more of a pity like don't pity us because of the way that we speak and it's like yeah I, I'm not doing like the, the purpose of stammer stories for podcasts is to build my confidence in myself and the stammer, but also to show that there are so many incredible people out there with a stammer who are doing amazing stuff who haven't let it hold them back. So why why should you let it hold you back? Yeah. So so we sort of covered this, but as you are a student, and like every one of our guests ever has either been a student in like university or like in a working in the big world working world. From a stammering perspective now, from where you are now in school, how is your stammer in terms of like school work? What in, what in terms of that in school? Yeah. Um, in school, I'd say it's probably the hardest place for me in class um, because I think I'm probably the loudest kid in, in my whole class in break time, lunchtime, and that's crazy. And... But in the actual class, if you have maths, English, science, I'm literally the quietest kid. I don't want to get picked for anything. And it's, it's the toughest place to be. And I've had times in um, Spanish or the English lessons where we may be reading a book and it's like, Edward, it's your turn to talk. And there's times where I'm hiding behind my desk and saying, please don't, like, it's, it's, the t- it's so tough. And I think people don't realise, like, the panic attacks that you get from it. And I think now I've told my teachers that I'll tell you if I want to read out, I'll tell you and I'll let you know, but please don't just pick on me because I may not want to, and I may be anxious about reading out to that book or that page or whatever we're doing. Um, and school is tough. It is, it is tough. Um, but again, it's just about trying your best. And that's all you can ask from yourself. That's all I've asked from me. Um, and I've got some really good friends. I've not got loads of friends. I'm not, I've not got, I've got two or three really good friends. And that's all, that's all I need in life. Because I know those two or three friends, they care about me more than 12 friends would. And, you know, uh, that's, what's, that's what's important to me. Wow. And I'm not sure if you have mentioned this yet, but you're currently in Dubai and I'm guessing your school has lots of students from lots of different countries. And yeah. what's the like what's it like in that front having a stammer with like 
from people with, from different countries like how is it seen from like are there different perspectives or I think it just showed to be honest Will I think it shows that it's not talked about enough yeah I think it is because if I do stammer then people will ask me why can't you talk and that just shows I'm not saying all people will but I'm saying some some people will and that just shows that it's not talked about enough that 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 alone and it should be talked about more it should be raised aware more in schools and the education system should make this aware for teachers because the actual fact is that it's not talked about in schools enough and if I'm a kid in year seven on my first day in school and I have to introduce myself it's the worst thing in the world it's the worst thing in the world to make friends or introduce myself and I did not get one piece of help in that first day in school but my mum that's the only person I had from and it's 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 a really lonely place so I do think schools should do more to tackle it I think there's yeah. I think there's a lot of talk about mental health these days but that is mental health that is also mental health that is also anxiety that is that is what is going through your mental mind um and I'm not saying that I was depressed or anything and I'm not saying I had and I wasn't happy but I'm saying that I've had tough times on when as a kid why should a kid have to go through that at school and why should it not be talked about enough because I think from my perspective and from your perspective from many of the other kids around the world or people watching this right now that have stammered it'll be their perspective too yeah and sort of going from that question so you moved to Dubai from the UK when you were younger do you think that affected your stammer in any way because I've seen people where they've moved from different countries and like the twangs and like the accents or like the twangs and like the languages have sort of affected them stammer have you how how do you think the move sort of affects your stammer in any way or well back then I was um the eight eight years old so I was eight so it wasn't probably the most difficult transition um at that time because again I didn't really think about it too much at that time um and I think it was probably tough because I'm moving schools um I'm meeting new people that may not know that I have one I'm, I'm, I'm having to make new friends having to meet new teachers and new school and I still remember on my first um day at school in year four I was sat around the table new kids here um and people and no one knows that I have got a um, stammer. Um, that's tough, but I don't actually remember me overthinking it and saying, I'm really afraid of this. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't really think of it too much. Right, I've got a question for you, but I ask every single guest that I don't give you prep beforehand. When do you yeah. think of someone famous who stammers, who do you think of and why? For me, it's probably, probably the Leeds player who um, plays in football now called... Luke A. A. Aylin and and he stammers and I was watching a, a video of him the other day talking about it and it inspired me so much because he's because that's my dream and he's there talking about it he has one he's been for all of that and he has one um and I've actually got him now on my next um the episode amazing that so that's really amazing I was just gonna raise more 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 awareness about it 
and and then another person that shoots to my mind is um is is the kin um uh, he was the kin there was kin ed edward was it yeah and there was kin george i'm not yeah. sure king george i think king george. and and he and he had one and it just shows that he's in that kind of public eye position and it's the same with um joe joe biden you know yeah. he's the prime minister and he's doing all these speeches and you know it just shows that people that have one you know just go and chase your dream and don't be scared of what people think because you can do it there's loads of examples out there that show that just because you have one it does not mean that could hold 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 you back because from all these examples and from all these role models they will show they can do it so why can't you wow and i am desperately trying to get lou to come on the podcast to share his story so hopefully he'll he'll be one of our future guests so as you know the last few years we've been through the pandemic and it affected my stammer in a different way but i've also come out of a pandemic with my stammer the best it's ever been how has the pandemic affected your stammer so in the pandemic i was in i was 12 years old or and i was in year seven um and again i think it probably probably didn't help probably it, it, it didn't help me because that was probably my first year in my new school in um secondary school and um so it probably didn't help at all. Um, but at the same thing, you have to come out of it again, trying to, and plus then I did, it didn't have a speech therapist. So it's, so it's even harder. But as as I think from when I transitioned from that year to year eight, I think it probably was pro- probably around the same, to be honest. Wow. And how have you found like Zoom or Teams like, how has your stomach been on virtual calls? So we had um, virtual learning um, on the, on that year for about half for about half a year, and I've had times to be honest. Will I've had to tell I've had to tell my teacher my mic's not working because I don't want to talk, and that is the saddest part of it all. And my my friends would go, "Why well, are you faking it?" And it's true, I'm faking it, but at the same time. I'm trying to avoid not to talk, and uh, that 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 is a very um, lonely place. And you're kind of holding in. I don't I don't want to talk. And at times, I've even had to just leave the meeting. I've had to just leave the meeting because I'm getting so anxious that I'm I I may have to say this or that, and I've had to leave the meeting. So virtual learning is tough. I remember my my first um, winners mindset podcast, um, the episode with Sam Wardrop um it's probably the worst it's been and but it, but it was fine though because it's because my first one but about five weeks ago well um i had one with Ron, with um warren feeney and at that time my stammer was really bad it was probably the worst it's been in my life to be honest five weeks ago um and i couldn't even say formal words um for for, for about one week or two weeks and i was doing the episode with him and I couldn't say anything. I, I was I was anxious, I was getting nervous, afraid. And I remember just having to say, my Wi-Fi is not working, so we can't do this. And all my friends were asking me in 
school the next day. Why is the wrong thinking podcast, the episode, not come out? And I'm having to lie about the Wi-Fi miss and people are calling me a liar and stuff. And if only people knew that the reason why I didn't put that out was because I stammered so many times that I was so afraid to put it out because I knew that I may get a bit picked on or something. But I'm trying to, but then at the same time, I'm trying to show show awareness to something like um stammering. So then I, I had a, f- a few weeks break, um, kind of trying to get my talking back back together again and my speech. And then last night I filmed the episode with him and it was fine. And I did st- st- stammer a bit, but what's the problem with that? Because I've now realised that part of me doing this is to show awareness for people that do have it. And again, I'm mentioning it again, I keep on thinking in, in my head about those kids watching me doing that, that have one or have a learning disability and how much that will help them. And that's all that keeps me going. Wow. Just a bit blown away by your musical to go to. And I've had moments like yours. Uh, it's not been my stammer that's been bad, but I've had guests where their stammers are quite hot, like they're, they're quite severe. And I've been very conscious about putting it, putting the episodes out. And I've been up front with the guest about it. And I said, I'm thinking from like a podcast perspective, but also like your perspective that I'm very conscious about what what could happen, worst comes to worst. So I changed like the episode format. And that was one of the most listened to episodes because it's like the most authentic stammering because my stammer was also quite bad that day as well. But it was just so authentic. But sometimes you just have to make these choices that are tough. But we learn from like we always learn from like these life decisions. And like I'm now at a point where with a podcast, I'm fortunate enough to like to to help like pick guests that I that I want for the podcast. And it's tough when you don't really know the person and like you don't know how how bad or how good their stammer is before you have them on. So it's quite hard to like plan because you want to make the guests feel as comfortable as ever, but also you don't want to give them too many questions in case they may, may not be comfortable with it. Yeah. Like from the stammer. They will, again, but I'm trying to show people like, if you keep on asking me these questions and if I go, at least I'm showing people. Exactly. And I keep on going. And exactly. that's the message I think you're trying to get across is to show people that. It is okay to stammer. Like that's the main thing. Like it's okay to um, be in a wheelchair. Like it's yeah. okay to have one arm in life. Like it's okay to have health issues, mental health issues. It's okay to, to, to um, stammer and it should not be a problem. And that's where the society needs to change and kind of of, there should be more the education that it's okay to do things that maybe are not really that but it what makes us unique that's what that's what i think of is that this is what makes me unique and if it makes me weird then i'm more than happy on being weird because i'd rather be weird than the same as him or her because i'm happy with who i am and yeah and i'm and I'm my own self 
And that's all that matters to me. Yeah, preach that. Like, that's so that. And, and at, at the end of the day, you can't change your voice. Your voice is your voice and you can't change it. You can add techniques to it, but you can't change your vocal box. Nothing's going to go away and just embrace it. So to round up this, this incredible episode and one of the most inspiring episodes as well, could you give three pieces of advice to someone who stammers and three pieces of advice to someone who doesn't stammer? Okay, so three pieces of the advice of people who um, do stammer is to one, be yourself. Be who you are and show people who you are. Don't be afraid to hide yourself because that's what makes you you. That's what makes you really special. And I want to keep on the same message and be who you are. I'm not trying to hide who I am right now. This is who I am and I'm going to accept it and I'm going to move forward. The next advice would be don't listen to the hate. Don't listen to the people that will make fun of you, pick on you and stuff. Because again, all that matters is you, but all that matters is to be helping other people and to helping yourself. It, it, I don't care what they think of me. I, 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 I honestly could care less. I did care before, but now I don't because what matters is that I'm healthy, I'm happy, and I'm alive, and we can't take that for granted. But what we also can do is help the other people in the same position as us and create kind of a, kind of a community um, that, that we all want. And... The last advice would be um, to not hold back, to not hold back on your dreams. Um, no matter how big they are, school, I think I told you that I want to be the manager of Man United, but I will be, and I, that's that's what I that's 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 what I want to be, and this will not hold me back from it because I'll keep on trying, keep on trying. I did my podcast, and I had some doubts about it. But this is what I wanted to be. So don't hold back on your dreams. Go and chase them. And for people that don't um, stammer, I'd say be be accepted, like kind of accept them and all things. Don't leave them out. Don't think they're some weird people because we're human beings at the end of the day and treat us with the same respect as one other person that, does not um the next advice would be and this is for the whole world be more kind to people be more kind because you don't know what the other person is going through so i've had people that maybe pick on me before or maybe i've made a, made a mistake before and i've said something that may be wrong but i shouldn't have because i don't know who who she's going through and i don't know what he's going through i don't know what his problems are in life because we all have our own problems in life like there's not one perfect person and we've all had tough moments in life so one thing that we need to work on as as a society is to be more kind and be more considerate to people and probably the last advice that I'd pass to people um would probably be welcome them into things so come and join our friendship group come and be in our drama group you know kind of be 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 more the bright person in the dark cloud and um welcome them because when people tell me ed do you want to do this with me and they know that i got this and they know that i may 
stammer. That makes me feel so special. And I've had, and I kind of find it hard making friends. So when people ask me, Ed, would you like to be my friend? Or Ed, would you like to meet up? That makes me feel so special because I know that they want to talk to me and they want to be my friend, even though I've got this. And that for me is the most important thing of all is to let people, like, don't let this stop you from thinking they're this and that. This is just who we are. But inside me, I'm a really nice kid and I want to be your friend. And that's what matters the most. Wow. And I actually love that last piece of advice. I think I, I can definitely relate to that because I, I think we overthink everything as so well. Like we overthink, or maybe they don't want to hang out with us because we've got our stammer. But that's not the case. So we just need, and it's like, it doesn't change us, us as a person. But it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you on the podcast and thank you so much for joining me today what you're doing is absolutely incredible and keep it up absolutely keep it up because you're going to inspire the next generation like you've got big your future is going to be big and like your what you're doing is just smashing it and then if you're doing this at 14 think of what you're going to be doing at 24 and my for me, well, I don't really want to sound cliche here because that's not that's not what I'm doing. But it's not about me. Again, it's about them. And if I help from doing this with you, or if I help on my own podcast, one person that matters more than all the other people that pick on me or don't care. That's all I've tried to achieve for the last six months of my life. Doing this is to help that one person. And hopefully I can share my story more and hopefully I can try to influence and change a person's life. Um, and that's the main aim um, because I know that I've, I've been in the same boat as you and I know, and I know that, I'm only, that I'm only 14 and I know that I'll, be, be in a, that, that I'll be in class again and I probably will feel anxious and I probably will have, um, have a panic attack. But again, it's about showing that that's okay and it's okay to be afraid of, and it's okay not to be okay. And it's also okay to help people and share your feelings across. So that runs out today's lovely episode with Edward. So thank you so much to the listeners for tuning in and listening to this episode. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, where we post our latest episodes and exciting facts, but also we're on TikTok, where we post real-life unique situations with a star. But also to add to some exciting news, I've been nominated for a for an award, which is the National Diversity Award for Positive Role Model for Disability. So if you could vote for me, that would be great. And hopefully by the time this goes out, my TED Talk will be ready to be viewed and I'll share the link in that. So make sure to follow us and we will share all the exciting updates and I'll see you next time in two weeks. Thanks. Bye.